Welcome to Bravo Breakdowns, your podcast study guide for reality TV. Every Thursday, we cover an entire season of brawling, boozing, and romance, and skip all the boring parts where everyone is getting along. Whether you've never seen an episode or you're a Bravo scholar, we're here to break it down for you. These girls are having a breakdown. Bravo Breakdowns. These girls are going insane now. Bravo Breakdown. Good morning, students. I'm Lauren Davis. And I'm Michelle Baber. And this week, we're breaking down season two of Summer House. The, the season aired 2018. 2018. 2018. Yeah. Um, it is available to stream on YouTube, YouTube TV, Peacock. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, maybe Prime. You You can find it if you want to, okay? Yeah. It's there. But for you gotta you. want it. Yeah. You got. You really gotta want it. We can only do so much for you guys. Right. Season two of Summer House, I think, was a definite improvement upon season one. So basically, the premise is the same: group of friends hanging out every weekend in the Hamptons. But this season, uh, one of the workest twins was gone. Got the axe. Ashley gone. Christina gone and we have Sayonara. two new people uh a meet uh who is what we call a hot carl and danielle who is a former fling of carl and she's joining the house so what happened quick overview this season was Amanda and Kyle made it official, and they are now the only official couple in the house. Uh, Lindsay literally gave them a torch, like, passed the torch, like, you're the couple of the house. Obviously, that means that Lindsay and Everett Dunzo. I think we all could have predicted that from last season, especially after Lindsay said last season, like, I give us a 50-50 uh, chance to make it. And uh, sadly, Lauren Workus still continues to try to pursue Carl. And uh, sometimes it's painful to watch, but it's also very entertaining. We find out in this uh, season two that Lauren and Carl actually dated after filming Wrapped season one. And then he just like ghosted her and dated another girl and just never talked to Lauren again until they started filming Summer House. Bizarre, pretty shitty behavior. He's a real but Don Draper type. He just, he you is. know, <laughs> and, he comes uh, another person. You know, I'm glad he's an enemy of the pod. We don't like him. Oh, well, he'll probably disappear, start a new IG, and we'll never, you know, hear from him again. This is like typical Carl behavior, as as we've seen from um, many a season. Um, although, okay, so let's get into kind of people's character arcs. And in fact, we can start with Carl. So Carl, sure. uh, this season, he, um, is kind of, I, I do think that he feels a little bad about how he acted this season and is trying to reform in his own Carl way. Yeah. Um, his own Carl way by saying, uh, this season I'm Carl 2.0. Yes. And he yes. keeps saying I'm Carl 2.0, like that's going to make it better. Yeah. Um. And he I will say that he's like uh, he does seem a little more subdued, Um. like he's 
a sub, dude. Like he's like quieter. He's less. He's in a sub, faces. dude. See, I disagree. I think he's. Uh, I think he's worse this season. Ooh, interesting. Well, see, I think last season uh, his behavior was worse for me because this season. So he at first he he and Lauren are trying to do their own thing, and like uh, he's like you know flirting with and hooking up with a lot of girls in front of her, right. which is I guess the same way he acted when they were dating this last season. season. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but he really time, they're not didn't dating. change that much. Well, he- but the, the difference is this time. They weren't together until they started like casually hooking up. Uh, there's he's like flirting with a girl at the mm-hmm. 4th of July party, and Lauren uh, throws a cake in his face and then licks mm-hmm. it off and is like, "You invented the cake out." And it's like a very like canned line, and you're just like, "Oh, you're yeah. just like grimace for her." But then the the next morning, it worked, and they fuck, and they, they fucked. They start like seeing yeah. each other. Yeah, like, it's crazy. So, so to back up, there's a Fourth of July party. Uh, Carl and Lauren are like, we're just gonna be friends. Uh, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work for Lauren. I she's think so that jealous. She, she's she's so- jealous. I think Lauren has this like. It's like unrequited love or something like Carl's never going to give her what she wants. And she's so determined, like, to prove to him, like, I'm what you want. And and, but Carl fucking loves that. Like, he he's I think he's like obsessed with the idea that like she's obsessed with him. He's got like, yeah, it's like. It's almost like I don't want to say he's like a narcissist or has like a god complex, but like I think he loves the idea of like I could have this person anytime I want, no mm-hmm. matter how shitty I treat her. And uh it makes for great TV, baby. But yeah, so they have a the summer house peeps have a lot of parties. That's kind of what they do. Uh when they're not busy doing whatever it is they do in New York City. And they had a fourth of July party one episode. Carl talks to another girl and uh, Lauren doesn't love it. And she throws a cake in Carl's face in front of this girl. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe she just did that shit. And then they fuck later that night. Yeah, and um, they continue uh, hooking up. The, they and continue the dance. The dance, yeah. The, the dance. The, the lore exquisite, as they call yes, it on the dance the of, uh, Exquisite they pain. continue the dance, yes. Exquisite the pain pleasure. <laughs> um, and then uh, finally, uh, Ashley comes uh, to rescue Lauren from how pathetic she's looking in this edits, and also to have um, their older workus sisters. Party. Bachelorette yes. party. There's another workus sister. And it's it- like when you find out there's like uh, like another Olsen. Like it was like Elizabeth. It was Olsen very Elizabeth like... Olsen, and then um the the mm-hmm. youngest sister was like James, the one you never see. You yeah, get like one exactly. quick shot of her getting her hair braided, and then we never see her. It's ever like again. there was like that third Wilson brother, and you're like, wait, who's Andrew Wilson? He lives in Dallas, um, actually. But I know. Uh, shout out, but shout- Andrew Wilson, if you're listening, which we know you are. Uh, yeah. So there, they decide. This would be a great place to have our older sister's bachelorette party at the summer house. Well, so, well, okay, but you think you know they had to have had a second like real bachelorette party, right? Yeah, no, of course, of course, yeah. of course. I yeah. mean, because that's so course. sad. Like, because their sister, I mean, they're like you know twenty eight or whatever. It's like her sister; she's got to be like 
32. It's like, I, you know, that's that's crazy to have but your again, bachelor party with Kyle there. Yeah, but again, <laughs> that's just like what Summer House is. It's like, we have parties at the house. So, yeah, so they have uh, a, the bachelorette party. It's uh, episode five. It's called Smashlorette. It's one of our extra credit episodes, by the way. Yes, it is an explosive episode of TV. It is literally explosive as the tension begins to build with both both Ashley mm-hmm. and Stephen, whose mm-hmm. plot, who's barely, he's got two tiny little wisps of a plot this whole season, mm-hmm. which is that mm-hmm. his family doesn't accept him being gay, which is sad, and that Carl yeah. is not a good friend to him, which is like, oh, he's really mm-hmm. just trying to get in there somehow. Um, but he and uh, Ashley are both like really, um, you know, mad at Carl, just like talking shit about Carl constantly. Ashley is trying to set Lauren up with other guys other at the bachelorette guys. party. Yeah. Carl's, uh, you know, not going to have it. Not going to have into it. it. And He's it works, like, of yeah. course. He And it works. Yeah. Pulls her back it under workest. a spell. It works. It works. It works. Um, so then Ashley gets to work us and she uh, while Lauren and Carla canoodling in bed, she smashes a watermelon outside of the room uh, and Carl yes. is weirded out and leaves and Lauren has to clean the yeah, watermelon he up. leaves <laughs> to go He's, to the hot tub. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to okay, do this. So what caused the whole thing is like Ashley, not Ashley, uh, Lauren goes to the pool where Carl's hanging out and they get in a fight because uh lauren's jokingly being like oh are you texting your girlfriend and carl's like freaks out like fuck you like i don't want to talk to you like goes up to his room lauren's trying to talk to him be like hey i was just joking and then uh ashley's like "Uh uh-uh i've had i've had about enough of this guy finds the biggest watermelon in the house possibly the only watermelon in the house and And you know that had vodka in it too what a waste what a waste. Well, they had plenty of alcohol in that That's house. That's true. That's true. If there's one thing they have. And she, yeah, she just, but she doesn't even, like, go inside of Carl's room. Like, Ashley just, like, takes the watermelon, like, the door is open, and then she just, like, smashes it on the ground. Uh, it's such a good scene. It's so funny afterwards, while, like, Lauren is picking up the watermelon and Ashley is not helping her at all. And she goes, no, and look she's at like you, like a her. dog, like a you're dog a picking dog. it up. Look how he treats you. You're like a dog. You're cleaning up his mess. It's like, actually, actually like, I'm cleaning up your mess. And Carl's just hanging out in the hot tub at this point, like, drinking a twisted tea. He's just like, let the ladies just deal with their shit. Like, let the ladies clean up the mess. Let the sisters work out their stuff. By the way, this is like, somebody's bachelorette party um they're sisters which, quick segue my co-host lauren has recently <laughs> oh gotten engaged did this episode give you any ideas like what you wanted for your bachelorette party uh yeah i think i'm gonna do it on vanderpump Rules. do you want watermelon i've decided uh yeah we can do watermelon um yeah i want to do it at sir i want ariana there sheena um i want ariana and sandoval to have to film together and they get in a big fight and actually that would be my dream bachelorette party is just to get to watch the feathers fly so if you could arrange that i can't but i could possibly get the unemployed workers sisters okay okay to show up with with a bass a fruit basket yeah, it's not even, but it wouldn't even be the the twins. Yeah, it would be like the Elizabeth and James Olsen, the 
the lesser Olsons. Let's let's finish out Carl's season. So his um, arc, his arc, uh, because he, there is like um a moment of there's something redemption. is revealed. There's yes. something revealed about oh, Carl. Yes. Well, there's a moment of redemption there, for for me that made me like him the, more, and a moment mm-hmm. of redemption for the audience. And the, uh, mm-hmm. the initial uh, reveal is that the next episode uh, post Smashlorette. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen and Ashley um, really decide to de- team up to take him down. And Carl can feel this. Mm-hmm. And Carl is telling Stephen, Stephen, you know, I, I know I have blowed you off, but, um, you know. And Stephen's like, interesting language. And Carl's mm. like, uh, um, yeah, but I know you know a lot of things about me. Mm-hmm. And look, we're best friends, man. I love you. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. in the background of the shot, Ashley lurks. Uh-oh. Like, don't trust Ooh. him. So then they all meet up at a bar. Ashley uh-huh. Surprise meets up there and Uh-oh. they zing Carl and Stephen Uh-oh. outs him as having uh, gotten blown by a dude, admitting that he got blown by a dude. And not uh, only that, year. saying it was the best blow job he's ever had was from a dude. Well, it's the classic Seinfeld uh, thing of like, it's, you know, if someone else has the equipment, they're going to be better at using it if they've got access to it all the time like not that there's anything wrong with not that it. there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> nobody blows like guys like i'm and what's interesting is uh carl later talks about it on watch what happens live because andy obviously asked him about it was like tell me about this blowjob you got from a guy did you swim in and- the man pool yeah <laughs> i'm a journalist and uh, Carl was very upset and he was like, that's something I told Stephen in confidence. It was off camera. I didn't know he was going to bring it up on camera. Also, like, it wasn't just like this guy gave me a blow job. It was a threesome uh, with It was like the straightest friends. blow job. Yeah, it was and, the and straightest. Girls. And then a guy it was just the came straightest in. best blow job you could possibly have from another guy. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's not cool to like. I guess it's. I don't know if it really counts as outing someone. If Carl, I don't think is right. bisexual. I think he was experimenting, but that's still like Carl later says like that. That was not Stephen's thing to to share. And, was, and I, yeah, and, and I, I and agree. I feel, and I agree yeah. with that. And that, that did um, make me feel sympathetic for Carl, as did like uh, his his mom comes. All of the moms come at one point, mm-hmm. and that's his that family. is a great episode. All of the moms come. Uh, Lindsay doesn't have a mom that speaks to her so her aunt Rhonda came who's like basically her mother and that it was a very sweet thing and and I will say for Carl like he talks about how his parents of 34 years are getting divorced and he has to be kind of like the man for his mom now his brother is a drug addict and like in and out of the family and and Carl wants to be like that man in her his mother's life. Edible hero, those are always the most fucked up guys. When when a guy's an edible hero, that's like Bill Clinton was. There's kind of like no mm-hmm. turning back. It's like it messes you up. Yeah, and, and honestly, like Carl at this point is more of like a Roger Clinton, you know. Yeah, <laughs> is that the singer? George Clinton. That was his brother. Oh, no, okay. yeah. Bill Clinton's brother. Well, I'm I'm really making some great references here tonight. You know way more siblings than I do. Yeah, um, I actually read a book about siblings where it was like, you know, and one of the examples they gave is like Bill Clinton, Roger Clinton. Roger Clinton like sold drugs. Bill Clinton became president. Anyway. Oh, oh, interesting. 
Yeah, it's that yeah, can weird be cut. That in, weird that it, no, yeah, it's that, weird, it is weird that in that family, Carl is the high achiever. That is an interesting dynamic. He is. He uh, he drinks a lot. He parties a lot. He strings Lauren along. He is nice to his mom, and he drinks and a lot of twisted tea and gets out gets on camera. Out on camera. But what we also find out, which Carl reveals himself, is that he has three testicles. Well, I thought that was a joke that they all took really seriously. They don't. They never confirm with Lauren or Danielle. It would have been really easy to check. Mm, yeah. But he also described it. I mean, the jury. St- I don't want to say that he has three testicles. I just will say in episode five, he mentions three testicles. I mean, I hope it's true. A girl can dream, but I, I just, um, I, it seemed like something he was like jokingly saying offhand. It's like I don't think he would like so freely release the three testicle information and then be so private about having a threesome. And you know what? Now that you're saying that, I see how that is a very funny joke. And Carl is, uh, he's such a comedian. Yes, he's like um, Jack Carlin, George Carlin's brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um exactly. so so yeah, exactly. so Carl ends up he he gets a little redemption. I and I felt even more like um I, I actually like did I did like Carl more this season, especially when Lauren he he wants to talk to Lauren about, you know, kind of that coming out on camera and he's like, Look, that mm-hmm. wasn't Steven's thing to share and Lauren was like, Well, mm-hmm. I'm just mad that you like lied to me about it and you said it didn't happen. And it's like, Well, I, that's a private thing. I don't think that's something that he like he necessarily has to share for with you right. like I don't know if my fiance like told me like oh I did get blown by a dude I felt weird about it. I didn't tell you till now I'd be like okay I wouldn't be like you lied to me you d- mm-hmm. didn't tell me this before she really like made it all about herself and that's the thing is like it really is a, a lot of her like feelings for him I feel like come from like an internal need inside her for validation and I, I yeah. just think that it, it made Carl come off not as bad because everyone was acting so badly around him um, so Carl unblock us. I um uh, I think I think sorry. the villain was redeemed this season. <laughs> I do. I, I think do. he comes I, I I think he comes back. I think I think Carl 2.0 is not here to stay. Oh, okay. But let's get well, into the other cast. Let's get characters. into the other arcs. All right. Uh, how about a more fun one? How about Lindsay? She is a star. Lindsay has the X factor. I have said that since day one. And this season of Lindsay, I love this season of Lindsay because she is single, ready to mingle, ready to fuck, ready to side boob, ready to fight, uh, and definitely ready to drink, ready to party, ready to make out, and also still somehow between all of that, fuck Everett in the woods dressed like George Washington, which is one of the greatest moments in television history. So good. Important to note, they're both dressed as George Washington. Yeah, so it's not weird. It's not weird if you're both George. Yeah, if you're both George. Yeah, it is, uh, I believe, I'm trying to think which episode. It is episode... It's Kyle's... Yeah, it's Kyle's birthday. Uh... Kyle's turning 35 and he throws a like a Hamptons tea party, which means he's trying to uh, protest growing up 
at 35. So this is supposed to be his like last big hurrah. So everyone dresses like like revolutionary war. Yeah, like Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about the Revolutionary War. Let's just think about Hamilton. This was the uh, heights of Hamilton fever. I think you keep discounting that, but this it was probably really easy to get costumes. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that was the You're- theme of the party. And yes. they actually had bags, like several pounds of bags of tea for no reason at all but yeah so everett shows up at the party Lindsay's like very nervous to see everett doesn't even want everett to be there everett shows up they go into the woods to talk and uh he's like i still love you blah 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 says a bunch of shit and Lindsay's like okay uh can we fuck and he's like oh okay so he takes her to the the next tree over fucks her everybody's watching like the whole cast dressed like george washington it is like all crouched down in the woods like like, it's not like it's not like a thick yeah it's it's like two trees like yeah it's not deciduous it's it's a hamptons forest. so there's you know lots of mums and uh and manicured trees so it's a hamptons forest they are not camouflaged yeah, so they fuck and then they finish fucking. Uh, Lindsay's riding on Everett's back. Everything's great between Lindsay and Everett. They're both incredibly intoxicated. Lindsay proceeds to get even more intoxicated. Everett hasn't seen his friends that are at the party for a while, it seems. So he's like, hey, Carl, what's up? Hey, Kyle, what's going on? And then Lindsay. Oh, you know what Lindsay does? What she does that's like Dorinda? That makes, her a, that makes her a star? She turns. She hits oh, a point of drunk. Yes. She's turning. Yes. Yes. Yes, she goes from Lindsay to like to Hub Hub House or whatever. Like yes. it's a switch, and then yes. it's just like, and you don't know what exactly set her off. But what set her off was that Everett was talking to his friends and not talking to her briefly. <laughs> you know, like like they they were making out. He walks away a couple of minutes. And- yeah, a couple of minutes to say hi to his friends. And her eyes just kind of like glaze and like mm-hmm. her mischievous, like mm-hmm. low key. And then smile she just disappears. goes fucking insane. And she's like, You want me back? You don't talk to the bros. You don't do this. Your eyes should be on the fucking prize. I'm the fucking prize, Everett. And he's like, What? What? <laughs> and and even like her castmates are like, I don't understand like where this anger is coming from. Lauren actually sits her down and was like, did he like talk to another girl? And Lindsay's like, no, like, why would, why would he why do would you that? Think like, that? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Why would you think that? And it's like, because your level of anger is so extreme and she acts like it's nothing. I think she continues to berate Everett and he just sort of disappears. Yeah. Back into yeah. the, Hampton's woods from whence he came from whence he um, came yeah hides behind a mom then later um uh the next episode is um this is Lindsay's birthday my fucking birthday she's both cancers I I feel like she stole that from Stassi Schroeder but it's fine 
my it's my fucking birthday. She wants to have a Habana night party. And this is a great it's one of I think one of the great episodes in television because so much happens. And uh, it starts with uh, they're going on the party bus They're all the cast is all going to take a party bus to the house in the Hamptons from the city. And Lindsay proceeds to like when she gets there has like so much alcohol and there's already so much alcohol on the bus. Everyone's getting absolutely shit faced. This is before the party that's going to take place at their house at the Hamptons house. They're all getting shit faced. Uh, Kyle, our boy Kyle Cook gets so drunk and has to relieve himself. And decides to pee into a bottle of Pinot Grigio, a Pinot Grigio bottle. Yes, he fills it to the 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 brim. That's so much. That's so much piss. So much piss. Uh, But anyway, they get to the house. The food has not even been served. It barely has a theme. It's supposed to be like Havana night. I don't know. Everybody's so fucking drunk at this point, and. And this is kind of what I wanted to get into before we like talk about like Lindsay, just uh, it's so obvious to me as someone who took 12 years to graduate college, Kyle has like an Oedipus complex where his ideal woman is Amanda because she is his mother and he is the child in well, every that's sense why, That's why the they're word. both so like, when badly he, behaved. They're both like Oedipal. Yes. Well, no, well, well because Kyle, think Kyle about, wants like, to be Kyle... taken care of. Carl is rescuing yes, his mom. Yes, he wants to be taken care of. Yeah. But he treats Amanda like his mom. Yes. And so, yes. like, he, he like when he pees into that bottle, Amanda's the one who has to dispose of the urine. Like, she, you see the scene where she's taking that entire bottle of pee and flushing it down the toilet. And she's like, Kyle, like, there's, like, a bottle of your piss sitting in our foyer. You need and to do something drink it. with it. Like she had to dump and it or like, he would like, drink it. Uh. So instead of doing anything about it, he like goes on the second story of the house and pees off the side of the house while Amanda is disposing of his like Pinot Grigio pee. And that. And look, we've look, we've all been there. We've all been kids and peed into a bottle, and our mom emptied in the toilet, and then we peed somewhere else. But it's like at thirty (laughs) five, yeah, thirty five. And this is again still before Lindsay's birthday party has started. I think like at in this episode, Kyle pees off the side of the house. I feel like a few times, and Amanda is like, "You've got to stop peeing off the side of the house." Yeah, but there's just so much liquid being poured. So much liquid at this point. Everybody's very drunk, but Kyle is blackout drunk. But he tells everyone on the bus, like, hey, uh, Everett is my boy, and he gave me a love letter, and he's having flowers sent to the house, so I'm going to deliver them to Lindsay for her birthday. So finally, everyone sat down for dinner. Uh, Kyle's, like, excuses himself. He's like, excuse me, but, like, in the most slurred way you could envision he goes downstairs to get the love letter and to pick up the flowers he's very intoxicated he trips on the stairs but somehow miraculously like 
doesn't break the vase or the flowers don't fall, but he like lands on his back and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. And then he, you know, hands Lindsay the love letter from Everett, Everett and the flowers. And she is livid with Kyle that he would do something like that. Because she wants nothing to do with Everett at this point. So what did you, I wasn't sure what to make of her reveal that he, that Everett had confessed his love to her and then like disappeared to go fuck another girl. I was like, Mm -hmm. is this this real or is this drunk Lindsay talking? Mm. Everett never seemed to be as much of a dirty dog as the other boys. Um, But I wouldn't put it past like anyone in this crew. I don't know. It didn't it didn't fully. What do you think as more of a Lindsay expert? So so what she says about Everett is that nobody makes her like that emotional, like nobody triggers her the same way as Everett does for whatever reason. Like she goes from like zero to 100. Carl no doesn't tr- later trigger her in the same way. Maybe. But <laughs> for now, it's Everett who's doing that. And I also think at this point, like, she's done it. Like, she moved in with him. It didn't work. They tried. They fucked in the Hamptons Woods, uh, a beautiful place. But it's just like, you know, they have this really strong magnetic bond i think it's a very strong sexual bond obviously but like that's just not enough to like make a relationship work and i think Lindsay realizes that she's also just a very sexual person and i think she's like i don't want to fucking be tied down and i want to fuck other people right now and i don't want everett to be like clouding my shit and and she does that this season she um she tries to anyway fuck she really tries she really she, tries. Um, she there is an episode where she there's a hot like uh 25 year old trainer yeah he's a trainer he's a personal trainer and uh she goes like he they go on a date and she's like yeah and you're younger than me you're like 28 and he's like i'm actually 25 and Lindsay gets very drunk she's like oh you're 25 oh by the way she looks so fucking hot in that scene, like the side boob, it's working, like she looks great. She gets this she's like so sexy super drunk. Hot. She's the only person who gets hotter when they're drunker. She gets like that sexy, like kind of yeah. like narrowed eye and like her smile yeah. and she's right. just up to yeah. no good. Yeah. Yeah. But she and like she's like feeling herself. Like you can tell. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, I look good. I'm going on a date with this like 25 year old guy who right now I think is 28 she gets drunk at dinner like she's like oh and excuses herself from dinner and then like just like stands up and like makes out with him and he's like whoa this is like a real woman and then she thinks that she's gonna get laid when they get back to the house she's too much car for him he fucking starts snoring in the car yeah, she's. I don't think he could. Uh, not many could couldn't. keep up with old lens. No, 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 no. No. Uh, we're gonna no. take a break on that. Yes. These girls are having a break. These girls are having a break. And we're back. Um. So the last two, the gruesome twosome, 
uh, mm-hmm. who I've put off bringing up until now. Let's talk about the arc of Amanda and Kyle. Uh, now, th- yeah. I really want your take on this because uh, you've seen their whole relationship blossom. Um, but up until this point, how did you feel? Did you feel like do you feel like they're star-crossed lovers with a binge drinking problem, or are they a toxic twosome? Ooh, uh, a little from column A, a little from column B. Mm. Uh, what I was saying earlier, like, I do think Kyle wants somebody who's going to take care of him. But yeah. also, like, Kyle, to me, comes off as, like, a 13-year-old boy who's getting annoyed with his mom all of the time because mm-hmm. she's, like, nagging him to do things that like somebody his age should be doing there are so many yeah there are so many men like that who like wants a woman to be like a a mother figure and keep them in check because they're scared of themselves and they're scared of Mm -hmm. how wild they are but then they end up resenting them too and it's just really more mature to parent yourself yeah it's like so she's actually excited about his birthday party where he's gonna send it and it's going to be his last big hurrah because he's turning 35. And he, even though he's protesting growing up, like this is going to be his last big thing. And then he's going to like calm down on the drinking, calm down on the partying. And it's all going to be good. And like Amanda's excited about this. So she's like, yeah, like I'm here for it. We'll just do this big party. And then you're going to be like a normal guy that I can have like a marriage with and a child with and it's all going to be really good and she's totally delusional for thinking and, that but also it's like she believes this because she he's 35 and she's 25 she just yeah was able to rent a car like I yeah I have a little more crazy. sympathy for her like gullibility than her, uh, like the work is she is yeah how yeah and because like even at the party like there's all these bags of tea that suddenly start getting spilled into the uh pool and the pool turns brown because there's just like bags of tea in there and like even amanda was like kyle like we're gonna have to clean this up like we have to hire someone to clean this up and he's like oh like he doesn't like responsibility like completely like evades this person also like in this season in the first season it is still very unclear what kyle does for a living he works on we we see him meeting with uh, you know, venture capitalists. It's all he used mm-hmm. to work for Enterprise. I'm like the car. Yeah, like it's all very yeah. vague. It's all very vague. And and there's also a scene um in in, in the show where. Amanda goes over to his apartment in the city and she's like, I only see you on the weekends in the Hamptons. And when I see you, we don't spend time together because you're just partying. Like, I want to see you during the week. Like, I want us to spend time together as a couple. And he's like, uh, oh, no. I mean, like, no, like, he's like, uh, I'm not ready. Yeah. It's like, I'm uh, busy. Like, I'm, I'm hustling really hard. I'm hustling. And it's like, it just reminds me of like, like, a 13 year old boy is like mom get out of my room like give yes. me some privacy or something like yeah that's what he reminds me of and the um there's also the very famous episode uh summer should be fun and it is uh a the crazy climax episode. of their drama i would say yes but uh yeah so in that episode amanda is very upset with how fucking drunk kyle is getting like it is a problem and and like the amount that kyle can drink is 
astonishing. Oh my god, I'm 35 and I I just this guy must feel like shit all the time. I don't care how much Adderall you have. But he's like he like, must feel like shit all the time. He still has like a six pack. Like he barely looks bloated. It's it's incredible. But mm-hmm. the point is, he's like pounding drinks, and it's like the way he's even drinking. It's like almost pornographic. Like I've seen porn stars do what. Kyle is doing with like these beer bottles. <laughs> like he's taking like, like ten beer bottles like at the mm-hmm. same time. Like gl- gl- up his ass. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's butt checking, and and it's embarrassing to Amanda because she's like, "That's my boyfriend." Everyone is laughing at you, not with you. But it's also the Kyle that everybody seems to like. This like wild, crazy guy. But yeah, you are in your mid thirties. You are in a committed relationship. And this type of behavior is upsetting to your girlfriend. And then he turns it all on Amanda in that scene. And he famously says like, summer should be fun. Amanda, not fun. And she like goes and cries because it's like a really shitty thing to say. And by the way, all Amanda is doing is like trying to make you not look make an ass of yourself and like maybe be like a good partner to her yeah not blacking out all of the time i I will say so the same thing that like draws you to this series is the same thing Mm -hmm. that's sometimes like kind of hard for me to swallow right um like even on the reunion episode like ashley is like you know people think that this is fake but this is like actually our lives like lauren would want to look this stupid on camera and it's like this is not them kind of playing the parts for the the cameras like this Mm -hmm. is like really like this is their real relationship where it's like they are together she's 25 he's 35 and like they he will get drunk and kind of scream at her and then the next day they're fine and then he'll tell her things like you know, like, I'm never going to marry you. And then, like, talk to himself, like, oh, there should never be couples in the summer house. Like, this is a big, like, theme for Kyle, that there should never be couples in the summer house, which um is foreshadowing for future seasons. Let's just say that. Honestly, I agree that I do not like the couples in the summer house. <laughs> they don't. Uh, they, they don't me do out. well. They, they, yeah, because they're so unhappy. Yes. But they're unhappy yes. already. Yeah, they're already unhappy. Yeah. And and that's kind of what brings me to let's talk a little bit about the the tone of this show. So mm. for me, this is like um this is probably one of the darkest seasons of TV I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I I uh you know like in terms of like the drinking, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we see sometimes it's ex- it's, it's Roni. excessive. It's ex- it's excessive even for Bravo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um and like I mean these people are medical marvels how much they take down and it's like every mm-hmm. weekend and then they go to work to work all week they should be studied like this, this is like the the best functional Again, alcoholics i've ever seen what they do but they yeah. do have apartments in the city they are going to new york city and they are doing something yes and that's what's that's that's the other thing i can't put my finger on where it's like um i don't know if you know but i lived in new york city i know um, you lived in your east. she lived with uh literal rats with literal rats um and mm-hmm. figurative rats too mm-hmm. um and still if you're listening um he's reviewing uh tits on tiktok now by the way my i former roommate. saw that i saw that <laughs> and um you know what maybe we should get him on the podcast to see what he thinks of the workest twins tits yeah, or uh, Lindsay's new ones that she gets for season three. We like that, but no, yeah. spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Well, they're in the reunion. It's, okay. It's their game. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I just, I don't, I didn't know people like that in New York. I mean, definitely there were people who were like, mm-hmm. you know, like in finance and like people with like pretty good careers who were like, you know, hustling and like, you know, they were so in you New didn't York. Know, you didn't know the elite, baby. <laughs> right. You didn't know the Hamptons, Bravo I elite. I, and it's like, like, how are they even friends? Cause they didn't meet through work. Like Carl sells tooth whitening yeah. and they and were all friends different ages. before the show but yeah they like how how why are yeah, they in new how? york how did they maybe how do they afford to live like, there maybe they you know like you can drink this much i can drink this much you it can also drink this much and you also want to party every weekend in the hamptons and be completely irresponsible let's do it's, this thing it's yeah. totally it's totally that i bet it's like they met at like some like Times square bar mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. yeah know, like they met at the area. olive garden in Times square <laughs> and they were like this is really fucking crazy <laughs> they were all seated at the same table yeah yeah it's fake. this is insane yeah let's, let's fucking it, fight let's do this thing. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah, let's Wait. fight forever. But yeah, it is it is dark television for sure. But also it's entertaining in some yeah. ways. For, it's so entertaining. For, for me, there's moments right, of levity. There for me, so it's the it's I think it's like there's so much anxiety. Like the I feel the hangover anxiety. I feel the anxiety of like I just fought with my boyfriend and we're Mm-hmm. Or we're not, you know, I'm like, you know, dating someone who I'm not supposed to be mm-hmm. with and we know it's not going to work, but we keep trying anyway. Or I, I love someone and I still sleep with them because I want them so badly, but they don't want me. It like just puts me so viscerally in all of those situations. And it's always like, and Monday's always coming and the end of the summer's always coming. And it's just so fucking tense. And they're just drinking to escape and pretend that like the right. end is not near. And it just like, there's but just such is. a build. I just think you have like such darker taste than me. Like the way you, you watch like <laughs> Bethany ever after. Like, oh to yeah. Calm yourself. And, 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 like, and we will, um, we will cover that. Yes. I've made it a point. Yeah. I just, I, I, it does like, it is taking, taking a toll on me a little bit. Um, That's okay. I mean, well, you just have to remove yourself like from the art. You have to separate. <laughs> separate. You have to separate. I also know how the show evolves. And there's mm-hmm. in season three, there is a big change in casting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not so much in a lot of tone, but there are funny people added. So yeah. I, I know that when we talked off mic about the show, your problem was there is nobody funny. Like that when we talk about Roni, even Everyone's though they're, they're all getting blackout drunk they're all hilarious yeah. and they say insanely funny things all of the time this show they're not really funny i mean yes. i would say like the funniest person maybe is Lindsay, but it's just because i think she's a star yeah kyle, she, she's the only one kyle, having fun yeah she's having fun kyle wants desperately to be like the funny like mm-hmm. clown and mm-hmm. he's only a clown because he's drinking more than anybody else and saying things like send it and summer should be fun and like it's not it doesn't come across as funny it kind of, it just kind of it's a little it's a little cringe but yes. it's kind of like i i equate this show to like you're gonna watch a car crash you know 
Yeah, it's very car crash and it's very like they are not trying to make TV. This is this is really just this their is lives. just really happening. Um, so for my tone, I said that the tone was like sexy, tense, okay. and bleak. Mm. Bleak. I bleak was one of the ones that I put down too. I'm like, this isn't Summer House. This is Bleak House. This is Dickens, baby. This, this is Bleak is... House. Bleak House. <laughs> and then, yeah. So, what did you have for your themes of this? So, season? okay, my theme. Um, I'll um, I actually have a poem. Um, oh, on this. Oh, so it's so oh. heard, like nothing gold can stay. I feel like is the okay. theme because it's like okay. you know summer's fading, all of that stuff. Here, let me read the poem. It's by Robert Frost. Okay, nature's oh, okay. first. Nature's first green is gold. Her hardest hue to hold. Her early leaf's a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf mm. subsides to leaf, subsides to leaf. So Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down to stay. Nothing gold can stay. Red watermelons smashed by the workus sister ash. The golden pinot wine turns into Kyle's urine. Amanda cries and pours it out, causing Kyle to shout. Until the night is done. That summer should be fun. But the house Holy. knows summer's over. It's back to fall's hangover. The gilded nights have ended. It's not always we can send it. I think it kind of relates. Like, I think it kind of ties into the season. I don't know. Do you see that at that all? Was, uh, that was so good. And that semester you took at college really paid off. Thank you. It was that. We're so school, proud of you. So. Uh, <laughs> so the performance. My... my my theme is a little different, but yours is for the like the bourgeois and mine mm-hmm. is for the people. Okay? OK, the laborers in the factories. Right. So what I said, my theme for this season was twisted tea. OK. And how Lindsay got her groove back. How Lindsay got her groove back was definitely the funnest theme for sure. And yeah, there was definitely yeah. there was a lot of a lot of people getting twisted, and that's the tea, honey. And that's so, the tea, honey. Yeah. That's the tea, honey. The tea, honey is also that Carl enjoyed a blowjob from a man, but it was that's straight. It was a straight situation. A straight situation. A devil's threesome, if you will. So you want you want to get into symbolism? Yeah, so um, I think the the watermelon smashing we talked about mm-hmm. was very mm-hmm. um, metaf- metaphorical of um, you know, Lauren's hopes and dreams about Carl, mm-hmm. just kind of literally were... crumbling to pieces in front of her eyes, and she's she's literally having to pick up the pieces. Yes, herself, and, it, and the symbolism is very you know overwrought, the same as as in <laughs> very overwrought symbolism that's spelled out to us also at uh, Kyle's birthday of yeah. um, I'm rebelling against growing. I don't want to grow like, up. Yeah, yeah, we we yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, we fucking know, and uh, and he is now spoiler like 41, and he has a mullet, so. Yeah, he but I, agree. I hear he's gotten it together a little better. I don't, we'll see. We'll see as the seasons go we'll on. We'll see. We'll see what happens in season eight. Yeah, uh, I think we've covered my... most of these. But um, how about so what? What's the recommended viewing? What are your what? Oh, well, uh, what let me episodes? do my symbolism really. Oh, okay. Quick. Because I will say some of my favorite parts of the show are when Kyle is blackout drunk, and he, so he does this incredible thing where he can eat while being asleep 
And I said, like, <laughs> eating while asleep is a symbol of the bourgeois greed of the working mm. rich who can mm-hmm. enjoy that level of luxury. Like, only lames and poor have to eat with their eyes open. Mm. But not me, King Kyle. I get to enjoy the finer things in life. Like pizza at 4 a.m. with my fucking eyes closed. That's insightful. He's, it's like, you know, he's like one of the Romans. He just, you know, exactly. feasts on wine yeah. and then eats exactly. in his sleep. Never without pleasure. Exactly. But guess what? This is this empire is going to fucking crumble. Oh, but shit. It, but, you know, maybe. Maybe. You'll um, have to listen to the next episode. Find out. And one more thing before we get to the study questions because I just really want to touch on it just because where we're going and kind of why we're doing Summer House um, begrudgingly to to one of us who by the way for the record has watched the entire season of season two thank you yes uh, I'm not happy we about are, it we are all it's <laughs> all leading up to something and that is what we like to call on this podcast the second rate scandal. So every season we are trying to find foreshadowing between Carl and Lindsay. And this season, the foreshadowing was there's a scene where Lindsay wants to go talk to Carl. And she says, I like talking to Carl because he reminds me so much of Everett. Dun, 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 dun. dun. It is coming. It is coming. It, but it was I always also, there. It was always there. And I and like now knowing that like they became a couple and everything that happened, like going back, because I have I have seen Summer House and going back and watching these episodes, like there are moments of like little looks, little glances, little smiles. There's an mm. attraction there. Um, especially mm-hmm. because he reminds her he re, she re, he reminds her so much of Everett. Which I thought was like, I never noticed that the first time. By the way, I've only seen Summer House once through. Like, it, it, was, it has not, it's not a show that I would like go back and watch, but and yet, I'm glad I'm doing it with my best friend. Me too. You took me down with you. Okay, yes. um, let's start to wrap it up. Let's get into um, the episode guide, our, uh, our mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. extra mm-hmm. credit assignments mm-hmm. for those who mm-hmm. haven't seen the season or want to revisit a little bit, not the whole thing. Yes. So we have extra credit assignments that I'm pulling up right now. So we have required viewing, which would be what are required viewing episodes? <laughs> I can't pull them up. Uh, episode one, Passing the Torch. That is just a good episode to watch just so you kind of know what's been going on with the characters, be introduced to the new characters who don't bring much to the table, but it's 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 good to know what's happening and then the other required viewing is uh episode nine summer should be fun just because it's one of the most famous episodes of summer house a historical extra episode. Cre- yes extra credit episodes would be episode two stars and gripes aka cake in the face uh then episode five smash lorette which we talked about the watermelon and the 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 watermelon of it all. Yes, the Plus watermelon. Somebody's getting married, and uh, and then I also put um, episode eight. Say it, 
Say It With Flowers. So that's the episode. It's a very special episode uh, where we haven't really talked about, but Stephen goes back home to Alabama and talks to his parents. And he has a really lovely family. They can just never really accept that part of him. And they're all very nice. They just never talk about his sexuality and And it's it's so heartbreaking to watch him heartbreaking it's a very moving that part of that episode is very moving because it is because i mean you see this person who loves his family deeply and and you can tell that they love him too but they will never talk about his sexuality or really accept it and they can tell you can tell that like he thought that Maybe since it was on camera, camera, it might be, it yeah. might be, it might be different. You know, it, it might be a, yeah. a chance. But it and wasn't, it's just the you same. Know, yeah, it was the yeah. same. You heard his mom say, like, and this was your choice to be gay, yeah. and he's like crying, like this wasn't yeah. my choice, you know. But it's also interesting that same episode is, uh, like Lindsay's birthday party where Kyle P is in a Pinot Grigio bottle and. Lindsay throws away the flowers on camera that ever got her. So it's a very, it's a very uh, dichotomous episode. Yes, it's like uh, you know, crying, crying that your parents will never accept you. Hard cuts to uh, Amanda emptying out a bottle of piss in the toilet. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into our grades. What would you grade mm-hmm. the overall season and why, Miss Baber? I gave it a B because. Mm-hmm. B is for booze, bastards, and boobies. And that, <laughs> this season gave us all of them. Okay. Um, I, like any teacher, when I'm grading something, let's be honest, my um, mental state is taken into account. Like, uh, um, and, you know, I had to watch it all in four days. And I mm. got to give it a C minus. A little repetitive, a little bit of a bummer, a little bit giving me mm. the scariness. <laughs> But I know we're going to get into greener pastures uh, next season. Um, Okay, so it's the end of the ep. It's time for us to wrap it up with um, we're going to be the students. We're each going to do an oral exam. Uh, This is a 60 second essay on any about any show on Bravo, anything that correlates to Summer House, Bravo News, anything in pop culture. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So 60 seconds on the clock. Am I going first? Do you want to or do you want me to? I'll go first because I know yours is going to be better. Oh, I actually don't know. All right. We'll no, see. I'll go, I'll go first because I, I know that yours is. I just know you. Okay. Well, you're sweet. Pressure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, all right. Uh, Ms. Baber, this is your oral exam. Your time starts now. In this essay, I will prove. That Ashley Simpson's lip-syncing fiasco on SNL in 2004 was no accident. It was all part of a master plan to catapult Ashley's name into the stratosphere. After the wrong song played and she awkwardly did a jig before walking off stage, no one was talking about her beautiful, dumb sister Jessica anymore. They only talked about Ashley and that jig. And she was a household name for like a good six to seven weeks. But guess what, Ash? I know your tricks because dun, dun, dun. Surprise, surprise. We went to junior high together. And I know what you're capable of. Remember that time that you made my friend Haley cry? 
because you told her crush, you told her crush that Haley liked him. That's right. I remember. The jig is up. And the jig is up, Ashley. <laughs> All right. That's you get an A. Uh, you get an A for um this, especially for the surprise twist. Mm. You, I think you proved your point, and you uh, a, we all a for something. Ashley, a for Ashley. Wait, isn't it? Uh, didn't she used to call uh people who weren't famous, um, like non-famouses? She would call them GP for general public. Uh, yeah, yeah, the general, yeah, general pop, gen pop. general pop. Oh my god. Yeah, well, you know, like a prison term. That's how she <laughs> views society. Yeah. And Disgusting. 60 seconds on the clock. Go. Um, in this essay, I will prove that because uh, Variety released the uh, top 40 um, most powerful women in reality TV uh, article today, uh, Bethany Frankel is about to do something terrible and we all must be prepared. I urge you be on red alerts you know that anything anytime anything happens with bravo she's seething with so much jealousy that she drops mm-hmm. something else terrible uh you know like a bravo con happened and she tried to get that vanity fair article out mm-hmm. um roni trip got announced and she did that uh or finished no finished shooting and she did that tj maxx thing where she accosted oh. the lady so if you're working at a tj maxx beware uh, she's it, I, lurking she's lurking she could cause some kind of catastrophe i feel like so then she gets to be strong and clean it up 10 seconds um and so yeah, just lock your windows gird your loins mute her on tiktok bethany something's gonna happen with bethany mark my words red alert we're, we're on red alert with bethany at all times at all times but this is like a double red but should we say what happened in the news today that we posted on our IG, which you need to like and subscribe to? Um, yeah, let's say it because I, I don't know. Bravo what it is. underscore breakdowns. So you know how Bethany has her horrible podcast, and she had uh, Nini leaks on. Yes. Well, Nini has untagged herself from this podcast, <gasps> and Nini is now following. Bravo again on Instagram. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's gone into the triples. This, I literally I'm, have really scared. Whitney <laughs> Rose. I, I I have the fucking chills. Is Nene coming back to Bravo? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You know Bethany would just flip out. She would. She would Lindsay Hubbard flip out. Yeah. She would fuck someone dressed as George Washington in the woods, and then throw and, flowers and, over and, a house and, and throw flowers and then fuck a 25 year old well not fuck a 25 year old because he was snoring but yeah we w- we wish guess. her the best we yeah we we wish her the best well but- we wish nini the best uh we wish bethany- we love nini we love nini. love nini hope you're back nini uh bethany send us a de- cease and desist please we wanting it yes yes christmas is just around the corner <laughs> i wanted please. i wanted so bad please all right, like, comment, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. Again, follow us on IG, Bravo underscore breakdowns. Leave us an oral exam or an essay of your own on anything we talked about today in the comments, and we will read it in the next episode. Or let us Be know well. what series you want us to cover next. And we'll when s- this episode comes out, there will be a study guide so you can catch up and know all of the characters and anything we missed in this uh, podcast. You will get in the study guide and 
comment on it. Let us know what you think of it. Let us know what you thought of the show. Let us know what you thought of the season. Uh, we'll see it. you next week. See you next week when we cover season three of Summer House. We love you, students. Mwah. We love you. Bye. Bye. These girls are having a breakdown. Having breakdowns. These girls are going insane now.